What's popping, everyone? Welcome to the Flea Flicker NFL Show. Episode, it's either episode 35 or episode 36. Um, and as Amal just pointed to me literally two seconds before we started this, it's our one-year anniversary, guys. Um, so for all of you listening, this has literally been one year exactly to the day. We're recording this September 25th. Exactly one year ago, September 25th is when we posted our first pod. So congrats, Amal. We've stayed semi-consistent. We did have a pretty big break somewhere in there. But I think recently, especially from the draft going on, we've done a pretty good job. And yeah, I, don't, I think I forgot to mention it, but I am joined by my co-host, Amal Ronag. Um, what's up, Amal? Yeah, um, uh, also happy one year to you as well. Uh, we have uh, we were quite inconsistent, obviously. Off-season, there's not too much to talk about. But I'm happy with the episode uh, output that we put in and uh, the amount of like research we put in uh, into all these teams. Uh, and I'm, I'm, really, I'm really happy that we, get, we have the opportunity um, and the technology, I should say, also um, with all the different uh, means and uh, be able to talk with you for, um, for all this time um, mm-hmm. this past year. Uh, I definitely can say this podcast has definitely, uh, uh, definitely made a positive contribution uh, to what I'm doing today. So, uh, yeah, I'm very grateful and thankful for that. Yeah. Um, everything you said, man, I, I just really enjoy recording this. It doesn't matter if people do listen. And surprisingly, we do have a decent amount of people, like way more than I thought listening to this. So yeah, thanks for listening. If you are listening, if you aren't listening, well, well, that's just your loss. Cause we have some expert analysis here from the flea flicker podcast before we hop into it. Just want to give a heads up flea flicker podcast, the flea flicker podcast on Instagram, follow it. Um, as you can see, we post some interesting things like our week two picks, our, t- our power rankings, which we will update later in this podcast from week one. I think we're going to have some changes on that, but that's just a teaser for that. We will definitely be hopping into that later. But first of all, Ma, I hate to talk about it, but we got to bring up the injuries, man. Yeah, man, these, these injuries have been pissing me off, I'll be honest. Uh, a lot of these injuries just like – it just like it, – it, this is probably the worst week for injuries in NFL history. I'll be honest. It, or if not NFL history, recent NFL history. This was, this was so bad, man. Seeing the amount of players that got hurt in week two. I mean, so many NFL fans, I mean, obviously we were speaking out of emotion, but like during on Sunday, a lot of fans were just like saying, cancel the season, man. It it was, it was getting really bad. These superstar players are getting hurt. Um, Like, you're ruining their opportunity uh, to win a Super Bowl this season. Just like that. Just like that. It's uh, um, quite devastating. I obviously feel bad, but I think uh, you obviously bounce back from your uh, hiccups. I think uh, a lot of these players that are getting injured now, it'll be a blessing in disguise. I think they're going to bounce back and have a great season the next year. Um but yeah, that's just my uh, initial thoughts on it. Just very, very. I I would say, I would say, I'm probably more disappointed than mad. But it's just, it's, you just hate to see it uh, amongst all teams because I know my team has been affected by it. Um, and we'll talk about the players that affected the Colts as well. But it's it's just uh, it's bad across the board. Eagles, Colts, it's almost every team. Um, but yeah, that's it's really poor. Yeah, talking about ruined Super Bowl hopes, man. Um, 
let's just jump right into it. There's a lot of injuries. We're going to try to speed through them as much as we can because this is sort of a depressing topic. But the Niners, man, so starting off, Jimmy Garoppolo, high echo sprain. He's probably only going to miss one game, thankfully. But, again, it's game missed, and he's not probably not going to be like full mobility for at least a couple weeks. High echo sprains, they're bad. We saw Saquon Barkley last year who also got injured this uh, last week, unfortunately. But last year he recovered from a high ankle sprain pretty quickly. But you could see he just wasn't the same player on the field until later on in the season. So Jimmy Jimmy G, he's not the most mobile guy. He's not really completely dependent on his mobility. He's more of a standard pocket passer, learning from his mentor, Tom Brady. But that being said, it's just still a loss, man. Their schedule, though, just some bright side for the, uh, for the Niners, talking about Jimmy G. And we're going to hit on all their other injuries as well. But Jimmy G, their only real game, if he misses only one week, he's missing the Giants game. So they're going back to MetLife Stadium with the crappy turf. Um, I don't believe the turf had a huge impact on these injuries. I just think it's deconditioning. Again, we didn't have preseason. You had little to no offseason as it was. So it's just a matter of time before. I thought we'd see a bunch of injuries week one. Turns out we got them week two. But going back to Niners, Giants isn't that bad of a matchup. My Philadelphia Eagles traveling all the way to San Francisco the next week. Not a bad matchup. Miami to 49ers, again, not a bad matchup. For the next three weeks, like their schedule, I would say, is pretty light. So losing Jimmy G isn't the biggest loss, but there's just lots of more injuries, man. We, we can hit on all these Niners one right now if, you, if you'd like. You can just list them off, list them off. Dude, 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 dude. The Niners injuries are, are like on another level, man. And we're gonna, you're going to hear our power rankings at, at the end of this uh, podcast, but like – we had them in our top 10. Uh, they did win this week, but obviously you can't have a bright future outlook when you're seeing all these players on your team getting injured. Richard Sherman was a week one injury. That, that hurts them, obviously, their best corner. Raheem Mostert, their number one uh, running back, out for two to four weeks. MCL sprain, him done. Next, their star defensive end, their second pick in the draft last year, Nick Boza. Uh, for the year as well, their former third, their former first round pick with the third, Solomon Thomas, defensive tackle, he's out for the rest of the year. Um, George Kittle's already out; he's ruled out for week three as well, so he's missed the first three games already of the season. Uh, it's it's be it's beyond crazy. Debo Samuel's already he's already missed some games too. Uh, it's crazy, Arib. I, I, it genuinely is crazy. And, of course, as Arib mentioned, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with the high ankle sprain. Yeah, I, I, I can't I, – it, it's Super Bowl uh, – it's bad luck, man. After the Super Bowl, they're getting this type of luck. Uh, it sucks. Um, yeah, I, 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 hate to see, I hate to see that in, in any organization. It could be the Cowboys. It could be the Pats. I, don't, I mean, I don't care. It, Winning unfair, I almost treat it as if it's winning. If when you win, when you win unfairly, like we're, we're gonna talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about the Colts versus Jets later this week. The Jets have zero receivers playing, and they have they're down Le'Veon Bell as well. And we're gonna still play them. And I feel bad. Like it's 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 playing a depleted team. It's it's almost a locked in win. It's a locked in uh, win for the opposite team. It's not it's not fair. Um, 
that being said, the Niners are still stacked regardless. They could even with these injuries, I honestly believe they could still beat a lot of these teams in the NFL. Uh, mainly because I'm really high on Kyle Shanahan, and their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinators are still great. Um, but yeah, uh, this definitely hurts them. Um, yeah, that's my. The biggest on. loss for me is Nick Bosa. Um, obviously, Nick Bosa. He's defensive rookie of the year candidate. Or did he win last year? I forget. Yeah, he I think won. he won. He yeah, did he win. Um, another guy like Solomon Thomas, who started off his career earlier as a bust, he's slowly improved, man. But losing him, that's a big blow. You traded away DeForest Buckner to your Colts uh, in the over the offseason, and now you're expecting rookie Javon Kinlaw to fill in. I'm extremely high on Javon Kinlaw, but he's a rookie with little to no practice time, little to no offseason. It was all online offseason on Zoom. So there's not much you can really do. And – for a team that prided themselves being strong in the trenches, I believe they're a down offensive lineman as well. You can, you, you know, test fat shacking me from that one. They were down defensive lineman now for sure. So just building up the trenches for a team that was extremely built up last year, and that's why they made it all the way to the championship game, that's worrisome. But like you said, they're not facing great teams in the next few weeks. And because of that, I think, if you look at great offensive play callers, like someone like Andy Reid, you have Patrick Mahomes go down. He's eons better than Jimmy Garoppolo currently and probably will be for the rest of their careers. But that being said, you throw in a guy like, I think they started, I want to say it was Matt Castle. Uh, it, all those quarterbacks, journeyman quarterbacks, they sort of bunch up into one name for me. But I want to say it was Matt Castle. And Matt Castle played well. The two, two, three games that Patrick Mahomes was out, he played well. You have Andrew drawing up good plays, depending on the run. And yeah, Raheem Mostert is out. It's a shame. You still have Tevin Coleman. You still have Matt. Uh, you still have Matt Breida. I want to say. You oh, I forgot to say this. Tevin Coleman's out too. Tevin Coleman's out too. I forgot. Um, well, yeah, my bad. This is just depressing. Yeah. Um, you still have Jarek McKinnon, who has torn his ACL two years out of the last two years. So. Hopefully, Jarek McKinnon plays decently well now. But I, I, I just trust uh, – I trust, I trust um, Shanahan just enough where I think he can drop creative plays for Nick Mullins, who when he did play, Nick Mullins wasn't terrible. Like, he was a pretty solid backup, probably one of the better backups in the league. So, Niners' outlook, the talent – like, they're losing talent. They're going to gain Richard Sherman back probably in the next week or two. Um, after he gets off of IR. So that will be a good boost. And hopefully you see these emerging players like Brandon Ayuk. He didn't play the best. He's also injured uh, their first-round pick wide receiver. If you can see a guy like that emerge, a guy like Javon Kinlaw emerge, a guy like Richard Sherman coming back, like you could, I can definitely see this team bouncing back. But talent-wise, they have dropped off. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's definitely – the the Super Bowl curse, man. I, I, I really hate that. Um, to add on with these injuries, um, giant superstar running back, second round pick, Penn Stater himself, Saquon Barkley. Um, he's out for the rest of the season as well. Torn ACL. Um, Lots of torn ACLs as well. Um, I don't yeah. think we mentioned it, but for Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas, it was also a torn ACL. Yeah, man. The, the, the torn ACL, it's, I think it's a record for the most torn ACLs in a week. Uh, really rough. Um, are the number one running back arguably in the NFL? Uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. You can argue is also number two. 
Um, so that that hurts too. But Christian McCaffrey, thank goodness it's not uh, it's not a long term injury. It's four to six weeks uh, high ankle sprain, the same injury Saquon Barkley had, and uh, I expect him to fight through it really quickly. Um, but anyways, still a big blow considering the Panthers are already not uh, in the best conditions right now with their team, but uh, with the team they have with them, I should say. Yeah, that that's that hurts them. Um, Cam Akers, that that's a that's their 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 second round pick. That Running hurt back for well. the Los Angeles uh, LA Rams. Yep, that that hurts them as well. I think a really one a one that really hurt them, and even though he didn't, he basically didn't play this season yet. Cortland Sutton, um, he's out for the year. Torn ACL the and Broncos. Yeah, yeah, that that, that really hurt. They've them. gotten hit as well, man. They lost Von Miller before main, the season. Their, their main one though, Drew Locke, man. Out That's a huge one. Yeah, man. Draft Driscoll and this guy uh, Blake Bortles is going to be their new their new quarterback. It looks like for the next two to six weeks. Um, I'm a high, I was high on this Broncos team. I still am high. Don't get it wrong, but it's just like you can you. It's you're with second string QB man. It's very hard to win games. Jeff Driscoll did make it close the entire time with the Steelers uh, when he, they were against the Steelers. We'll talk more about that in the recap. But yeah, um, now J- Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, and them boys are gonna have to carry um, and take over the slack that Corlin Sun, who uh, you had, and arguably I, I could also actually yeah, I'm gonna say it too. Those guys were the best. Uh, he was the best receiver in that division. Um, Corlin Sun's great talent, and uh, I expected a breakout season from him this year. And uh, this was a major blow as well. Um, another injury that definitely hurt was um, definitely uh, Paris Campbell. And on both sides, Colts had injuries. Paris Campbell, that's out indefinitely. He's he's been injured most of his career now. Uh, we drafted him in the second round last year. Uh, I expected great things out of him. I still do. He looked great in the first two weeks of the season. But uh, seeing this uh, injury definitely hurt. Um, and then on the defensive side, the starting safety, Malik Hooker, our 14th pick in the draft, uh, I believe, in 2017. Uh, this hurt us a lot, too. Um, we, I, I mean, he was, it's in his contract year as well. So you you can't uh, you can't feel bad. I feel really bad for the guy. Torn Achilles, uh, yeah, it's rough, man. It's really really rough times right now uh, for all these players. Um, and then if you if you want, you can touch on this the Jalen Rager injury as well. Um, before I hit on that, man, you talked about Paris Campbell. I don't know if you can see my screen currently. I hope the YouTube viewers can. But wide receivers, man, lots of star wide receivers. You have DJ Chark. He did not play on the Thursday night football game uh, yesterday for the Jacksonville Jaguars, chest injury. Again, that, he's a star wide receiver. Like he's, not, like he's not like a top 10 wide receiver in my opinion, but easily top 20. Like he's a name that people should know. Someone like DeAndre, uh, Devontae Adams, rather, hamstring questionable. It doesn't look great, according to Ian Rappaport here, for the Saints uh, Sunday night football game. Like he's getting rest for the week. That's not something that's good. Michael Thomas out for the next couple weeks. He also missed last week. Kenny Dolliday, he hasn't played, I think, a game, uh, both games this year. Julio Jones, best wide receiver in football. He's questionable. He always usually plays through injuries, but still, that's worrisome. A.J. Brown, another star wide receiver from last year's draft class, out with a groin injury. He's not playing on Sunday. Jamison Crowder, Prashad Perriman, you hit on that for the Jets. 
and how you think it might be an easy win. I mean, Denzel Mims is also hurt. He also has a, a hamstring injury as well. He was on he's he was put on IR, so he's not back until week five. These are all notable injuries, man. Christian Kirk, Jalen Regard, Sammy Watkins. So Jalen Regard, just to touch on him because I'm an Eagles fan, um, he has the same injury that Drew Brees had last season, where he essentially broke his thumb. And it's different for a quarterback and a wide receiver, obviously, because you're gripping the ball differently for both those positions. But it's his thumb. Like, you need that to catch. Like, it's going to be very difficult to catch without your thumb. Almost impossible, I would say. And I would say it is impossible, actually, unless you're body catching, which you don't want to do. So he's out for like eight weeks easily. He's going to get surgery. Seven, I think it's six to eight weeks. He's going to be out for a while. Again, just another loss, man. Lots of teams losing star wide receivers. You hit on George Kittle earlier with his knee injury. That's another essentially a star wide receiver who's out. There's just lots of talented skill position players who are out on both sides of the ball. Uh, we haven't even talked about it, but someone like Daniel Hunter, he hasn't even played a game yet for the Minnesota Vikings. He's probably a top 10 defensive end. He hasn't played yet. Anthony Barr, another linebacker for the Vikings. He's out for, I don't know if it's a season, but he's out for a while at least. It's, it's just, I haven't, we haven't talked about injuries this much. Again, I hit on it before. It's, I expected injuries because of the short and off season, all that, like the bodies of these players, they're all pro athletes, but they're, they haven't been accustomed to playing football for about, you know, eight months or whatever. And I was expecting injuries, but I wasn't expecting this many to just hit the league. Like lots of, like, I think almost every single team has had like a notable injury, whether it be like a starting slot corner is out for the year or out for a couple of games. Like it's just incredible. Yeah, I, I think you you summed it up pretty well. It's incredible, but I think uh, it, it sucks. Uh, obviously, the biggest one that no one talked about was uh, Tyrod Taylor. That that pissed me off. Um, a, a medical a, – a, a, the Chargers team doctor accidentally punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. It's not mentioned, I believe, in Sports Illustrated, but this, this was like was like – what the hell, man? Uh, the Chargers it really puts the cherry on top of this week, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, is the doctor going to get fined? He better get fined. I mean, uh, this is he's jaw. He should be fine. I mean, the Chargers have had multiple different uh, medical hiccups in the past uh, with their players. It's it's just um, I, I don't know, man. This this sucks because. Uh, they're putting in now a rookie QB who hasn't seen a snap. He hasn't prepared for the first team any either. They just said it had fun. You got the starting job this week. He literally was – he took him completely by surprise. I know that for sure. He claims it does. I don't believe that. He definitely was like, holy crap. I mean, I'm really about to start now. I thought I was going to play at least till like halfway through the year. Already starting one week into the season. It's, it's crazy. Um, Herbert did play well. We'll talk more about that later. But come on, man! And an accident like this, this is this is a crazy injury. Yes, um, I mean puncturing your lung, you can recover from that, but it'll definitely be uh, it's going to be a long term recovery for uh, Tyrod Taylor. I think uh, I don't expect him back at least for the next month. Uh, this definitely hurts. Uh, it doesn't hurt. I don't know if it hurts them or not, but it definitely hurts the mentorship of Justin Herbert for sure. Um, this this definitely kills, um, and it hurts the ethics of football. I, I, just 
having a doctor like this in the league, I, I don't believe that it was an accident. And if it was an accident, he shouldn't be a doctor. That's just, just my, my thoughts on that. So I've read up on the procedure, actually. So usually it's done with, you know, imaging, ultrasound, all of that to get into some medical terminology for people who are interested. And so apparently it's not like out of the, like out of like blowing it out of the water like where you can accidentally miss it. But the fact that he just didn't use imaging, like I get it was pregame and all that, but it just seemed extremely odd, just to say the least. I don't know if the doctor, I don't think the doctor should lose his license or anything, but I just think it's just, a, it, this year is just weird, man. That's all I can say. Like, let's just move on to something better. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm done talking about injuries. I'm pissed off enough about it. I, uh, I'm more pissed off than I was about the Colts it, it, last week. It, it, it's on another level. I, I'm done with the injuries for this week. Let's move on uh, to the game recap. Week two recap. The, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This uh, this past week was quite interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, lots happened. I always say that every week, by the way. Um, but seriously, a lot did happen this past week. Um, start with the Thursday night game, Bengals Browns. Uh, great game. I thought I, I didn't expect it to be a great game, but it was it was a pretty good game. Um, I the running attack of Chubb and Hunt is crazy, bro. Uh, that's something special, man. Having two running backs rush like that, it, it that tandem's uh, unstoppable. Um, finally, Odell Beckham playing well. I liked uh, the way he performed there. And Joe Burrow, the main stat I want to look at for him is the amount of attempts that he's had, man. I feel bad. 37 for 61. If you have to throw the ball 61 times to go somewhere, that, that, that says a lot. I know Ben Roethlisberger throws a lot too. I've seen him go to like 50, 55. 61 times throwing the ball, getting 316 and three touchdowns. I mean, it's still a, it's still a decent performance. I'm not going to lie. But come on, man. 61 times? There's no way. Like how? How? And it's because the running attack clearly didn't do much either. The running attack, uh, Joe Mixon, 16 carries, 46 yards. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable, especially with the tw- the four-year, $48 million extension he had this past year. Literally not even this past year, like two months ago. Um, you, can't, you can't have that type of performance. Uh, yeah, I also need to see more from A.J. Green. If if if, uh, if the Browns are going to franchise tag you and give you all that money. You have to show it at some point, right? Three receptions, mm-hmm. 10 yards isn't doing it. Um, but, yeah, overall, I thought this was a good game by the Browns. I expected the Browns to win, I'll be honest. Uh, and they better have won because I, I still have them as a playoff team. But um, we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, um, overall, good performance by, the, by Cleveland. Uh, Bengals, I'm looking forward to see the re- re- resurgence of uh, Joe Mixon uh, in this upcoming week. So the Bengals for me this year, uh, I also didn't expect them to win. There's a few glaring holes. So first of all, I had, I think we've talked about it, or at least I've talked about it multiple times off the pod, like on the pod. The biggest issue on this Bengals team was, first of all, in their offense, it's their offensive line. And second, their defense, their linebackers, and their ability to stop the run. And we saw 
the Browns just manhandle them. I mean, you sign players like DJ Reader on that defensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, they didn't have much of an impact. Again, it's early in the season. But like you said, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt ran all over him, like 200, I think it's 210, 220 yards rushing, whatever it is. That's unacceptable. That being said, for the Bengals, the Bengals are kind of a fun team to watch, man. So, like, I don't think, like, if I'm a Bengals fan personally, I'm not like expecting anything big. Like, if we can win like five or six games, like, that might be on the higher end of the spectrum as well. That's a success for me because what I've seen from Joe Burrow, he looks poised. He looks like he doesn't look like a rookie. Like, yeah, he's making his mistakes. You expect every rookie to make a mistake. He's throwing picks in his first game, missing throws, you know, getting sacked, holding onto the ball way too long. Those are mistakes you expect him to make in his second career start. And overall, I'm liking what I said, what I'm seeing. So I think this year, the Bengals, I think if I'm a fan, just sit back enjoy the ride. You're probably going to be pissed off because Joe Burrow gets hit or you will allow like a 75 yard rushing touchdown, like every week or something like that. It's going to be frustrating, but at the same time, like, I think it's just going to be fun. And I think you should enjoy that. And I think you can use this to go out next year, improve the linebacker core, improve the defensive line even more and improve the offensive line even more. And that's just going to improve the running game. And like you said, 16 rushes, 46 yards for Joe Mixon. I don't even blend that all on him. The offensive line just was getting shoved around all day by Miles Garrett. And 61 attempts, again, unacceptable for – especially his, it's his second career start. I'm all like 61 career – 61 passes in his second career start is ridiculous. So I think you can work on that. And I think if I'm a Bengals fan, you're not competing this year. But maybe next year, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Joe Burrow is looking good. You could definitely be a contending team next year, I think. And for the Browns, Baker Mayfield, he played pretty good. Had a stupid pick late in the game where he tried to force it. Um, I'm still not off the, the Baker bandwagon yet. Overall, he didn't have to do it that much to win, and he made the plays he had to. So I, I will give him credit for that good bounce back game after week one where he got throttled by the um, Baltimore Ravens. Um, yeah, we can move on. Um, pretty fun game, actually, overall. Yeah, uh, great game overall. Yeah, I agree. Um, a good bounce back win by the Browns. Um, the next game I want to talk about is uh, the Falcons versus Cowboys game. This game pissed me off. Pissed me off. This was one of the two losses that I had for this week, by the way. Uh, great job by Amal Ronak, of course, for getting his predictions right this time. Uh, after a really sluggish week one uh, predictions. Uh, prediction record uh but this game just pissed me off man like like what the hell were the falcons thinking man i I know every nfl fan is definitely thinking the same thing what the hell were the falcons thinking after they let up a touchdown that's fine after they let up the touchdown though the onside kick greg the leg zerline he is a goat. I'm not going to lie. He is a goat. I don't know if he's the goat, but he is definitely one of them. A uh, great kicker. Um, definitely, he, he has ice in his veins for getting that little last second 45-yard kick off. Um, I expected him to make it, obviously, because it's Greg the leg. But to even get into that situation, bro, you were up by 21, 21-0. The Cowboys look awful. They look like they gave up after the first quarter. They had, like, four turnovers, I believe, in the first quarter, all through fumbles, I believe. 
it's insane. I mean, what happened after the first quarter? Forget the first quarter. The first, the first half they played well. It was, it was, I believe it was like 30 to nine. That's fine. Like, why can't you? I don't understand how they go on a 31. They, they go on a 31 to nine run. I, I can't understand that. In one half, you lost 31 points in one half. Come on, man. And then forget that they were, uh, they were. I still can't get over the fact they were up twenty-one zero. Oh my god, this this just pisses me off. Uh, awful defense, I'd say, by the Falcons. Um, injuries normally hinders them, so I I always normally give a break to the Falcons defense normally, but my gosh, the, this was on another level. Uh, they played really good defense in the first half. I don't know where that hap- what happened in the second half. Because Dak Prescott threw for 450 yards. Like, what the hell? 450 yards. And then Dak Prescott had – and then Dak – and then Ezekiel Elliott had 89, 89 uh, yards on the, on the ground. Uh, I, 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 I don't understand this. And then on the receiving side, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, those guys all, all – Dalton Schultz almost had 100 yards. They, they almost did what the Falcons did last week, had three different players get 100 yards for, uh, receiving. This game was just so annoying. Um, I think uh, this is definitely a time, uh, if I was Arthur Blank, to look at uh, what, what the hell to do with Dan Quinn. Uh, the Falcons are definitely a more talented team than what their record states. Same with the Vikings, and we'll talk about them later. But my God, for a team that – Definitely does, is not the biggest fan whatsoever. The Cowboys, you definitely don't want to see something like this. They got bailed out. They got lucky that uh, it went to it went this way. It, the game it literally fell on their show. It, 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 the game fell to them. Uh, yeah, but it, uh, kudos to them for coming back. Though I think it still takes a, a valiant effort to come back all that way, even if the the Falcons recovered the onside. Coming, coming back from that deficit still says a lot about the team. And they definitely show resiliency in uh, bouncing back from where they were down. So, yeah, that's my overall thoughts on this game. Yeah, so, um, okay. I hate Dallas, first of all. Second of all, I will tip my hat to them, man. They looked dead in the first half. Like, I thought there's no way they're going to win. They came out, did what they had to do. Got help from apparently the Falcons players just not knowing how to pick up onside kicks. But you did your job. The other team played worse than you. You deserve this win. Like the Cowboys played with some heart that I didn't expect them to play with after that first half. Falcons, I 100% agree with you. Dan Quinn. So as an Eagles fan, um, after the last couple weeks, we've had lots of discussions. We'll talk about them during the Eagles segment, unfortunately. But We've had lots of talks about Doug Peterson and whether or not like he's hit his peak, like lots of nonsense articles coming out like that. And if you compare someone like Doug Peterson to Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn hasn't won a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson has made the playoffs three years in a row. Dan Quinn has fallen short, even with injuries. Like Doug Peterson has had multiple injuries, fights through it. Whatever happens, happens. He's still making the playoffs. Dan Quinn, he's not. And I don't care. It's it's not Dan Quinn's job to be like the special teams coordinator and you know have his players jump on the onside kick, but at the same time, you should have your players jump on the onside kick like that falls onto the head coach. Simple things like that. 
you're a defensive coordinator or defense head coach. Your defense allowed 40 points and they allowed 30 points in the second half. Like that's just unacceptable. Dan Quinn, along with Matt Patricia for me, are the biggest coaches that I think should be fired. And you you could add Adam Gase to that mix as well. But the Falcons, man, offensively they have talent, but I feel like their scheme needs to change or something needs to change on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't I don't think Dan Quinn is still calling plays. But if he's not calling defensive plays, then why the hell is he still on the team? Like, what is he giving you? Like, what sort of positives are you getting from him? So, overall, Dallas sucks. Hats off to them. Falcons, you suck even more. That's, that, that's great. I think that's a great way to put it. I think Dallas, you suck, but goddamn Falcons. And I like the Falcons, too, man. They're one of, they're, they're mm-hmm. one of the teams that do, like, in the NFL. Um, hate to see something like that but i think what i really want to say on the falcon side i guess is positive calvin really can ball man he can really really ball um yeah Julio Jones sure. obviously wasn't playing but uh playing up to standard because of the hamstring injury but calvin really he he's really stepping it up and russell gage also played well but yeah um to move on with um i want to talk about the bills dolphins game bills dolphins this game i i, I mean not really too much to talk about, I'll be honest. Uh, Josh Allen, Kerry, Stephon Diggs, that connection is going to be there all, all year long, I think. Uh, they're definitely going to be tested this upcoming week when we're going to talk about our uh, predictions. But, yeah, I mean, I, I can't state it enough. The Bills, great, great performance. And uh, the Dolphins, I didn't notice the score was this close, I'll be honest. I didn't really – watch too much of this game and that may have not that may have influenced my decision uh for this matchup in the past week for this upcoming week the Dolphins Jags game I didn't know that this game was this close um but anyways yeah great performance by Stefan Diggs John Brown as well uh I'm not I'm, I'm kind of surprised though how Devin Singletary and Zach Moss aren't doing more 10 carries that's I feel like that's not a lot eight carries is also not a lot I feel like um, mainly because Josh Allen's just launching it. And I think Josh Allen's definitely an MVP candidate right now um, I, with this 2-0 start. Yes, he's played some nobody teams. He's played the Jets and the Dolphins. So obviously you're going to have some great stats against those two teams. But if he can prove it this upcoming week, I think it, it'll make his case to be in the top three for sure. And uh, on the Dolphins side, uh, Miles Gaskin. That guy is really good, man. I, I really like Miles Gaskin. Uh, I believe uh, he's he's a player he's a player that just came up. Um, because I I believe uh, to start the season they wanted to have Jordan Howard and Matt Breida to be their uh running back tandem, and Miles Gaskin coming here splitting with Matt Breida. Uh, yeah, Miles Gaskin's Miles Gaskin's a great running back. Uh, and then Mike Jacecki uh killed it also. Eleven receptions. I mean, uh, eight receptions for uh, 130 yards and a touchdown. That's that's great performance from him. I'm looking for that type of performance considering uh, he hasn't really played to where he was picked, I should say, yet in this uh, in this uh, in his career. So um, he was a great player in college, uh, arguably the best tight end in college football when he was playing. Penn State, yeah. and uh, yeah, uh, at Penn State, and he clearly showed. Uh, his true potential in this game against a really, really talented uh, Buffalo Bills team. So uh, I tip my hat off to uh, the Dolphins on that aspect. 
Um, but yeah, overall, uh, that's all I have for you to say about this game. Josh Allen, you're the you're the man. Yeah. So um, first thing off, Mike Yusecki, we're gonna go over the Thursday night football game because we recorded this podcast a couple of days later than we normally would. But he also played well. I think he had a long touchdown grab in that game as well. So shout out to him. Second, Josh Allen. I want to. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to do a film analysis. I just frankly don't have the time to do one currently. But I think I might definitely get Game Pass and just watch him because I think I hit you with the stat last week. I think he hadn't had a 300 yard game in his career his first two years. Two back to back to start off the year. Four touchdowns, no picks. And I remember watching the playoff games against the Houston Texans last year and thinking, man, this guy just really needs a wide receiver. And Stephon Diggs has opened it up for not only himself, not only Josh Allen, but also John Brown. Back-to-back great games for him, touchdowns. I guess he had a screen last week. This week, I think it was a deep pass. But still, it's impressive, man. Um, Not much more I can say here. I want to just sit down and get grind through some Josh Allen tape and just see what I'm seeing from him because there's – numbers are different from like actual watch actually watching film and i want to see is he making the right decisions is he doing things that he wasn't doing before and if he is which i think he might be like i think this just might be a case where he's extremely improved and if that happens well this bills team could be even better than i thought they were going to be yeah agreed uh i think you hit it perfectly um next game uh Panthers, Bucks, not really much to talk about there. Um, I think uh, CMC getting hurt obviously meant a lot, but he only played one half, and in that one half, he killed it, man. Um, and on the other side, uh, Leonard Fournette finally, man, he got, he got the he got the touches, and he got what he what he wanted: twelve reception, twelve carries for one hundred and three yards and two TDs. Uh, that's exactly what you need from from him. And that that's how you're gonna win games in in uh, in Tampa. Um, and then on the other side, also, I mean, and defensively, they also played pretty well as well. Um, obviously, you can't look too optimistic because it is the Buccaneers, it is the Panthers. But hey, a win is a win. Uh, great back win. Yeah, Brady didn't have to play extremely well. Obviously, and Brady didn't play that well overall. Like he played like good enough to win the game. And yeah, it's early in the season. He's with a new team, all of that. But if you look through his career, he's always had a great, like, bruising running back, whether it be, like, you know, a big name that comes to mind, like Garrett Blunt. Like, for most of, like, the, mids, uh, the mid-2010s, he had, like, a bruising back. And that helped him grind out those first downs and set up play-action passes, all of that. And I'm just happy to see Leonard Fournette do well. Again, other than that, the biggest news is obviously CMC getting hurt. Prayers to him. Um, hopefully he does well. Um, we can move on, I guess. To Do you want to talk about uh, – let's talk about the Eagles game now. I'm feeling at the Eagles game. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I don't want to go off on a tangent, dude. This is just going to make my throat hurt even more. Go for it. Come on. Go for it. I went off on a tangent last week. This week, Carson Wentz, you sucked. Miles Sanders, you played well. Wide receivers, Jalen Regler is the only capable one. Um, Zach Ertz, pretty much non-existent. Dallas Goddard, he was okay. Pretty much also not non-existent. Where's the wide receiver separation? Non-existent. When it is existence, what is Carson Wentz doing? He's missing the throw. When he does hit the throw, it's a drop. 
just bad execution all over the place. And that's not even starting with Jim Schwartz and his defense. So I, I would give him a slight pass, a slight pass for Jim Schwartz. Because every single year, I think he has like a couple blowout losses where like he allows like 30 or more points. But usually like his defense is good for allowing like less than 20 points. So I would give Jim Schwartz a pass. I think Jim Schwartz's defenses are generally pretty good. It's frustrating when you have losses like these. And these losses are always the ones that are going to stick in your mind, like 37 points allowed. But again, it just falls more on the offense to me, I think. Um, even going back to week one, like, yeah, you like the offense just struggled, man. I, like Carson Wentz, I think he's going to bounce back. I think it's all mental. He has the physical ability to do a lot of things, but he's just playing like a pocket pa- a, a pocket passer. He's not a Peyton Manning. He's not a Tom Brady. You need to get him on the move. Look at a player like Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson, a great, phenomenal pa- uh, pocket passer. Even Patrick Mahomes, for that matter. But you see them running out of the pockets, doing bootlegs. And we saw more of that. So I, I would tip my hat off to Doug. He, we saw more of that sort of innovative play calling on the offense. But it, it's just vanilla. Like, I don't know. Carson Wentz, he's trying to be a superhero after missing plays, and that's costing, causing interceptions. I can't really fault him on the second interception. The game was already lost. Like, might as well try to do a hero ball play, whatever. His first interception, just a dumb – throw to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who is just a bum. He had two targets, zero receptions here. I would be happy if he wasn't targeted at all. Um, Rams. Dude, the play calling on this Rams team is phenomenal. Sean McVay, he's great. Like, Daryl Henderson looked like the second coming of Todd Gurley. Same with Malcolm Brown. Um, Wide receivers. Like, wide receivers, we held them pretty decently well. Other than Tyler Hergeby, three touchdowns. But, like, I feel like we did decently, but it was just they kept converting and converting, and then they get the ground game going, and then they could open up a play-action passing. Like, Jared Goff, hats off to him. I think he completed, like, his first 13 passes or something like that. So, great day for him. Overall, I think we just underrated this Rams team. I think the Eagles, they're going to bounce back. I don't think they're, like, they're not, like, an 0-2 team, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, they're 0 2, but I don't think they're about to go like 4 and 12 or 5 and 11. Like, I think they can definitely still win seven games. But on the Rams side, I, I think we were wrong about that, man. I, I'm like, again, Eagles weren't, aren't the best team. They also, last week, they didn't face like the best team in the, the Cowboys. Like, I think they match up well against those teams. But I'm liking what I'm seeing specifically from the offense. I'm just liking the play calling. And I think if the play calling can continue, you can see some good things from the Rams where maybe they steal a playoff team, a playoff spot from a team like the Niners or even the Eagles, who I don't think anyone has making the playoffs currently. So Eagles, um, Carson was just, just got to play better. Lots of injuries. If J.J. Ortega-Whiteside doesn't play up to par next week where we don't have any other wide receivers other than him and, like, DJX and J.J. Greg Ward, then just get him off the team. Cut him immediately. That is my takes on this game. (laughs) Yeah, um, I think you've summed up all my takes, honestly, for the Eagles side. Uh, Rams side, uh, Daryl Henderson, good performance, man. Uh, I didn't expect – Daryl Henderson to actually play this well, considering uh, he did nothing last year. Obviously, he was under Todd Gurley, but yeah, a uh, good performance out of him. Cam Makers, he was hurt, so I can understand uh, why he uh, why he didn't play so well. 
Um, but bro, Tyler Higby, man. Tyler Higby owns the Eagles now. He's the new owner, not Jeffrey Lurie. It's Tyler Higby. God damn. Five receptions, 54 yards, three TDs. Great performance out of him. Uh, yeah, that's all I can really say. Jared Goff, I mean, now doesn't – right now, uh, Goff wins. Come on, man. What, number one pick versus the number two pick. Goff's trying to prove to Wentz that, hey, man, you, got, you, can't, you can't forget about me. Can't. There's a reason I got picked above you. That's definitely the mindset he's having. And if it's not, I mean, he should be because uh, his team has won a Super Bowl and Goff's team hasn't. So, uh, but yeah, anyways, that's besides the point. Great performance by the Rams. Eagles, you summed it up for me. Lackluster performance. They need to bounce back. Uh, moving on, uh, I want to talk about Jags Titans. Uh, this game was too close. I mean, I, I already said if the Titans blew this game, if the Titans lost this game, I would have made us the same rant. Um, and uh, thank God they didn't. Nothing really too much to talk about here, honestly. Uh, Derek Henry, Henry played well for sure, though. Derek Henry, where were you, man? Where were you? Like what? Like that's back to back games, honestly. That Derek Henry's been pretty poor, honestly. Um, but honestly, where were you? Twenty five carries, eighty four yards. Bro, what? That that's that's like it's mediocrity. You can't have that. That's like three yards. That's barely three yards. Three yards per carry. You can't have. And like dudes like James Robinson's playing better. Come on, man. Come on. James. Uh, I want to the young talent on this team first of all. He's, he's like, killing him. He's James Robinson's him. playing well. C.J. Henderson on the defensive end is playing well. Like, I think this rookie class – and J- James Robinson, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe he's, he's like an undrafted free agent, dude. Like He's the first, he's the first uh, undrafted free agent uh, to start as a running back week one. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. LaVisca Chanel, um, me and him – me and you were both like kind of high on him. I was a bit lower because of injuries, and I just think he, his speed wouldn't translate to the NFL that well. But he, he's playing pretty well. I'm – Overall, to the Jags, we can hit on them because we're going to hit on their week three game. Um, before, we did predict the dead Jags to win for their game against the Dolphins. We'll hit on that later. But impressed by Tannehill, less impressed by Derrick Henry. I guess that sums it up well. But, again, they got the dub. And I, was, I didn't think this team was capable of scoring 33 points. So I'm happy they, to see they did score it. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair. Um, next game I do want to talk about is my Colts. Uh, Colts versus Vikings. This is the type of game. Phillip Rivers, you still piss me off. I, I don't even care. Uh, two 14 yards, one, one TD, one pick. Like, uh, come on, man. That, that's still not good enough. Uh, it, it, thankfully, our defense stepped up. Um, so uh, you, you, you're off the hook. Um, Jonathan Taylor, what's up, man? That, that, that's a great performance out of you. Um, first of many, I uh, expect, expect more out of this and, uh, the Colts still standing by that system of run the damn ball and, uh, they're going to keep feeding him former Wichita state basketball player. And now tight end of the Indianapolis Colts, Mo Alley Cox, great performance out of him. He, he looked like, uh, he looked like Eric Ebron out there. Great. Basically another version of him with, uh, when Andrew Luck was there. Great, great uh, play out of him. T.Y. Hilton, bro, you, you're pissing me off with these drops, bro. I, I can't stand it, man. I can't stand that. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, on the Vikings side, I, I can't really, uh, I can't really comment honestly on anything. All like, I can say for them is, I bet nothing. you Stephon Diggs is so happy that he's not there, and Kirk Cousins, he's not eleven and twenty six bad. Everyone like, he's not this bad. Like he's gonna bounce back. He has. He's had. Games the like Colts be, the Colts be stepped up major though. The Colts yeah, stepped up. I will give yeah. credit to this Colts D. I will also give credit to Kirk Cousins playing extremely poorly. And I think he's gonna bounce back. So if you're a Vikings fan starting off 0-2, you're probably disappointed, but like they'll bounce you're, back. You'll they'll bounce back. Um again, these are two key like it's week it's week three going into next week. So you pretty much hit everything I wanted to say. Uh Vikings. If you get better play out of Kirk Cousins, you'll be chilling. And if you're the Colts, just do whatever you did here and try not yeah. to try not I to get Philip Rivers to throw the ball. Yeah, that's the main thing. Don't get Philip Rivers to throw the ball. Yeah, okay. Nineteen of twenty five is not bad. Seventy six percent completion is not bad at all. But the, the the passes that he doesn't complete, it's almost always a pick. That's the problem with him. That's the only problem I have with Philip Rivers. He he's he's accurate, but he can't. It's I need to see. I need to see the Philip Rivers I saw in his prime with uh, with uh, San Diego, San Diego, not LA. I said San Diego <laughs> Chargers. Yeah, no, no, screw this LA Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's we all. We can I move on to the Niners games real quick. So Niners game. Um, again, we okay. hit on all the injuries earlier on. With all those injuries, they still won by tw- like twenty. What is that? Eighteen points, 18. whatever yeah. that is. Quick not math. Much. Needed. Jets suck. Um, I'm from here on. I am voting against the Jets for the entire season. I don't care if they're facing like an equally bad team. They have no receivers. Sam Darnold's not playing that well, and he did. He did make a phenomenal throw against. I believe it was the Bills. I wanted to say, or like he, he has that capability. But I'm not voting for them until they prove that I should be voting for them. And that is. Um, all we have to say, or at least all I have to say, unless you have some tidbits of information. You, you, summed it up, you summed it up for me. We look like idiots predicting seven wins out of this team. We look like complete idiots. I, I mean, like, what the hell are we watching out of, out of this Jets team, man? And I just expected can, more from Sam Darnold. I expected yeah, exactly. a little bit more from Gaze. And I also expected healthy wide receivers. Like, I thought Denzel Mims would come in and make a lasting impact. He's injured. He hasn't played a single game. So Crazy. Yeah, what can you uh, do, man? The Niners played with their second stringers and still beat them pretty handily. So, yeah, overall good performance out of them. Um, another game, uh, the Lions-Packers game. This was my lock of the week, and now you understand uh, why it was my lock of the week for the Packers to win this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't need to play extremely well, even though he did play pretty well. The main star of the night was of, – of the day, I should say, was – Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was their wide receiver one. He was their running back one as well. Uh, absolutely be abs- – he was the best running back, I think, the, of week two. Um, carried hard um, for this uh, this team. Adams looked uh, – I don't know where he was that game. Obviously, now we know he's hurt. Um, but overall, the, the, ga- the game was kind of close, though. The, the Lions blew yeah, a double-double lead. The Lions, in the first half, I should say, it was close. The Lions, of course, they blew a double-digit lead because that's the Detroit Lions, man. They have good starts of the game, and then they love to blow it. Um, 
14-3 to start the first, first at the end of the first quarter. And then, of course, what do you know? They go on a 31-0 run. Hey, man, uh, it's the Cowboys again. So 31 Lions doing Lions things, man. Yeah, Lions doing the Lions things. So uh, we already did uh, – If you know, actually, this podcast will come actually uh, after that. Um, we're going to give our uh, – we, we just recorded uh, with our friend Arian giving all, all his thoughts as a Lions fan himself. Uh, a Lions fan himself, uh, what it like all his thoughts are on this season for the Detroit Lions and his future outlook and uh, his predictions uh, of what's going to happen. And uh, for our game predictions this week, we're also um, all the NFC North games have uh, been already been taken care of. So if you want to take a listen to that, uh, it'll be in that podcast, the podcast right before this one. So uh, yep. check, check that out. Yeah, um, nice plug there, Amal. I respect that. Um, Giants, Bears, um, Trubisky, he did he did decently well, and then he threw two picks. Um, Saquon is probably probably getting hurt is the biggest thing here. Um, David Montgomery, David Montgomery, dude, I, I I liked what I saw from him. I saw some elusiveness here and there. Like he had the receptions. I think one of his first hundred yards from scrimmage games in a while, maybe in his career. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but he, he impressed me in ways I did not think he would impress. He showed some burst, man. Um, and for the giants, Danny dimes, um, still fumbling the ball, man. And I, I know Carson Wentz is a, my quarterback. He fumbles the ball a ton as well, but he's like oblivious to pressure around him. And like, that's good because you can have like ballsy throws and, like he's just not worrying about the pass rush, but it's mostly bad because he's not worrying about the pass rush and they're going to end up, you're going to ha- end up having like Khalil Mack strip sacking you or Robert Quinn, who I believe actually had a strip sack in this game, strip sacking you. Um, yeah. And wide receivers, Darius Slayton did decent. Um, you'd expect more from him, but just overall, when you lose your running game, like how they lost it, like you can't be relying on Dion Lewis to be a running game. And they did sign Devontae Freeman this week to fill in the, the void left by Saquon Barkley. So we'll see how that plays out next week. Yeah, well said. Uh, looking forward to that as well. Um, I want to touch uh, now on the 425 games. Uh, the Chiefs-Chargers game, amazing game, amazing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes leading the team in rushing. Where were you, CEH? Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, where we're a, he was a no-show, clearly. Um, obviously, he's a rookie, so he'll get a pass for that. But, I mean, I expect better. Um, Mahomes did his job uh, in the passing game. Uh, Tyreek Hill had that last-minute touchdown. That was a great play from him as well. Ty, Travis Kelsey did his job as well. Um, but uh, on the Chargers side, I, I mean, forget the Chiefs. The Chargers, I think, were – I think that surprised me more how well the Chargers played. Uh, Justin Herbert, I think, uh, I think uh, he definitely stepped it up. Twenty-two for thirty-three, three hundred eleven yards, a TD and an interception. Obviously, it's way too, way, way, way too early to say uh, if he's the if he's uh, the real deal or not. But uh, this is definitely a great start, Reed, to prove you wrong and. Uh, <laughs> This is basically – he's basically telling you to shut up and let me do my work. And I, he killed it. Um, 311 yards as a rookie debut, that's, that's quite good. 
But you did bring up a few good points that, as a rookie, most rookies have uh, great debuts. Sam Darnold had a great debut. Carson Baker Wentz, Mayfield. Prescott, Baker Mayfield. Daniel um, Jones. But, yeah, exactly. So it, it's obviously not a big thing. Yeah, you'll, you'll obviously want to perform way better than you normally do in your rookie debut. But, yeah, um, anyways, great performance out of him. Austin Quick Eckler, things on the back. Chargers as well. I think you hit on them being surprised. I was surprised because I didn't expect the offense to play this well, but I wasn't necessarily surprised by the defense. Like even without, even with the yeah, loss of Derwin James, yeah, yeah, like I, the I'm team is talented, dude. The thing is, is they, they need to get the quarterback right. And I still don't think Herbert is necessarily the guy or like, we can't really have like an opinion on that yet. But that being said, it was closer than it should have been. And again, back-to-back games where I wasn't really impressed by Patrick Mahomes. Like he made he made some nice throws late in the stretch. First of all, MVP of this game goes to Harrison Butker, and you cannot change my mind on that. Three back-to-back 50-yard field goals. I yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and those had back a, back I think they had a false start back as back well. There's back-to-back-to-back. Back. Yeah, they did have a false start. They had a you false start to that pushed it back five more yards, and he yeah, made yeah. it back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, man. Three 50-yard field goals in a row. Big plays from him. Overall, right um – yeah, right down the line all, all, all three times. Overall, um, I want to see if Herbert uh, – I mean, Herbert will definitely start next week because with the injury of Tyrod Taylor. I want to see if he can continue it. And for Mahomes and the Char- Chiefs, I mean, yeah, they're slightly disappointing. But at the same time, like, keep doing what you're doing and you're, you're, you're going to win, hopefully. Yeah, agreed. Um, you talk about the football team against the Cardinals – I foolishly picked picked the football team last week after seeing my Eagles get completely destroyed by them and thinking, worst O-line for the Cardinals. But Kyler Murray's mobility, man, I mean, he is the closest thing to Lamar Jackson that we have other than Lamar Jackson and maybe Josh Allen. Uh, Two rushing touchdowns, back-to-back weeks with rushing touchdowns for him. Kenyon Drake playing decently well. Um, He's been more impressive than Lamar Jackson so far, too, in my opinion. So far, uh, in the first two games, Lamar Jackson did nothing last week. I'm sorry, he didn't. So, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson is playing well, dude. But it, I don't know. That being said, um, first of all, Terry McLaurin, he's a baller for the Washington football team. Dwayne only Haskins, baller. he's the only baller. Hey, don't discredit <laughs> Antonio Gibson, bro. <laughs> Thirteen, I guess. Yeah, he did well. Yeah, fine. But okay. Really, this comes down to mobility, man. Um, I think I heavily understated the mobility of Kyler Murray, and I will 100% take my L on that. I took my L on the picks, and I'll take my L for anyone who wants to roast me, mainly you and all. But the, that being said, I, I, expect, I expected a ferocious pass rush, and Kyler Murray completely neutralized it with his legs, and I will give him credit for that, man. They did have, I believe, three sacks on him. And that that's really good. Like three sacks in an NFL game is more than like – I'd say that's above average. So shout-out to the football team for doing that. But Murray, shout-out to him even more for being able to escape all that. Nothing much unless you want to add more to this. Yeah, nothing much more to add on. I mean, I'm really, really high on the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals, I'm on that bandwagon big time. Uh, Andy Isabella, bro. Hey, you're finally uh, playing – uh, I haven't seen Andy Isabella play yet, so uh, happy to see him play. Um, but, yeah, regardless, 
uh, great performance uh, out of Kyler Murray and the, and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I want to touch now on the Ravens-Texans game. Uh, th- this game, um, Lamar Jackson did not look impressive. Uh, he had 54 rushing yards and 204 passing yards and one touchdown. Uh, yeah, not impressive. Um, that being said, the Tex- the Texans suck, so it's not a big deal. Um, David Johnson – Okay, where where was he? I, I mean, honestly, though, realistically speaking, you get a pass when you're playing against the Ravens' defense. Um, Deshaun Watson, you somewhat get a pass, but you still, I still expect uh, you to play better. Two seventy-five, one TD, one pick, one touchdown is not gonna not good enough against this Ravens team. Um, uh, Cooks played well. Quick Will question: Fuller, What Will happened Fuller to Will Fuller? Fuller? Yeah, like no, a literal no show, no targets, no, wasn't on no, the stat no. sheet whatsoever. Yeah, nothing. That's the problem with him. He 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 shows up, kills one game, and then is like is he's like extinct the next game. Where 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 were you? Um, yeah, some quick news on that, by the way. I'm looking up the injury report for the Texans. He's not on it, so he wasn't injured. Uh, very he was confusing. just a bum. He was just being a bum. That's the problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, if I'm a Texans fan right now, I would really love having a true wide receiver one. Like, I feel like that could definitely help their, you know, their solve some of their problems. Like, wherever could they find an elite wide receiver, like top five wide receiver one? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. That yeah, uh, damn. Forget top, like top two. Dang. Yeah, I I was wondering where where could they have found that? I mean, was he there before? I don't remember. Anyways, Texans suck. That's that's the main problem out of this. Yeah, yes, you shouldn't, Watson. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be discouraged, though. They did just play the two best teams, arguably, in football. And, and at least in the AFC, for sure. And at least, uh, yeah. But two two games lost, uh, 0-2. I'm still not high on this Texans team, regardless. But, yeah, um, 0-2, I expected this, but. Hey man, I think we all expected it. Two oh, two great teams. You can't expect uh, them to beat either. Um, I want to talk on. I want to touch. I want to hit the Monday Night Football game first because I want to end off on a positive note for this segment. Yeah, go for it. I, uh, actually, I want one more game to talk about before that. Sure. I want to talk about the Broncos Steelers game. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Drew Locke um, got hurt. Obviously, Jeff Driscoll actually did the job. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, he played pretty well. Um, I'm concerned, though, how the Steelers kept this game close. I, I, I had a problem with that. Um, Deontay Johnson needs to stop dropping the ball. I, I, I once again said that before. Dude, this kid is special, but he, he needs to stop dropping the ball. Um, he is a rookie. He's a rookie, so he gets, he's a second-year player, I believe, so uh, he gets a pass on that. But, God, man. I, I won't uh, give him a pass on that. That being said, like he's drop. still having good he's days, still, even he's still while having dropping. Good day. Exactly. So I, I, I mean, he'll get a pass because he's having a good day. Uh, James Conner, uh, another great, great, great performance after he basically didn't play week one, um, and Benny Snell took over and he carried the, the Steelers' offense. Um, Corlin Sutton, three receptions, sixty-six yards. Rest in peace uh, for the season. Good luck um, on his recovery. He's gonna he's gonna kill it um, this upcoming season in twenty twenty one. Melvin Gordon, you're not you haven't shown yet that you're worth the money. Uh, that you're even 
dreamed of when you were playing with the Chargers. Um, I need to see more out of you, especially now that Lindsey's hurt. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that sums up all my thoughts in this game. Uh, it's a good good game by the by the Broncos because of Jeff, Jeff Driscoll uh, coming up big. Um, but Steelers, yeah, it's kind of worrisome that you kept this game this close. So yeah. So I'm not worried for a couple reasons, or well, mainly one. I just close feel games. Like... They played it was close against the Giants and the Broncos. Just saying. First of all, it's the start of the season. Second of all, like, just throughout their careers, bro, like, I feel like Mike Tomlin's teams, like, he's a great coach, don't get me wrong. But I feel like he's always, like, low-key played down to the competition, whether it be, like, flashback to random games against, like, the Bears where they'd be they'd lose or, like, even a, a game like AFC, like, 2017, like, the AFC divisional game against the Jaguars and they got blown out, man. Like I know the score for that game was probably pretty close. Like maybe like one score. It was not a one score game. And you just see that the Steelers do stuff like that, where like they play down to their opponent, but I'm not necessarily worried about it this year. I'm not, I feel I'm, like not I'm not, that I'm can not happen, but I think they're talented enough to like, even if they have a bad day, they can still like send these teams packing if they have to. I'm not worried because, I mean, I did still have them. They are my Super Bowl uh, pick from the AFC. Uh, so I'm not still worried about them. Uh, I'm more worried about another team that's coming up. But, yeah, um, not worried in the slightest yet as, as, as an overall team. But because it, it's, it's just you, sh- you shouldn't have kept it this close. That's all I'm saying. You, are, you may be right that they played to the level of competition. But I think you need to blow these teams out of the water, man. Because I know the Steelers can do that, and they they have done that, and they should do that. So um, that's just the way I look at it. The Steelers are miles better than the Broncos without uh, Drew Locke and now Cortland Sutton. So uh, they should have blown them out. And Von Miller also out. So, yeah. Um, Now we'll head into the Monday night game before the Sunday night game. Uh, This game – uh, dude, Darren Waller, two words, all you can say, Darren Waller, special. What about Derek Carr? Is he special too? Uh, I don't mean that. I mean, if you throw it to only Darren Waller, I think, uh, using the transitive property that makes, uh, Derek Carr special too, huh? Cause I mean, if you throw <laughs> the ball to him 16 times, to one receiver throwing it 16 times, it's not DeAndre Hopkins, bro. It's Darren Waller. I mean, tight end, for those of you who don't know. Tight end. He's not a wide receiver. He's a tight end. I mean, 103 yards on 12 receptions and a touchdown. Amazing performance out of De- uh, Darren Waller. Um, Josh Jacobs, he doesn't show up on the stat sheet here heavily, but he and Joe and Richard, like, especially Jacobs, like, J- Richard had a nice speedy run to pretty much ice the game late. Jacobs, like, he was just grinding out first downs after first downs. And, like, we can't see, like, how many first downs, like, Josh Jacobs specifically had on this page. But I can guarantee you he had a good amount. And it was just consistent, like, bruising. Like, either he's rushing for two yards or he's rushing for, like, eight yards. And it's like a bruising eight-yard run. That's the type of football that John Gruden's all about. Um, Quick side note here. First of all, Derek Carr played well enough. And he played Good, dude. Like, he made the throws he had to do, even if it was mainly to Darren Waller. Second of all, bro, dude, John Gruden, just put on your mask, bro. Sean Payton, put on your mask. Like, why are you you letting yourself get fined? Like, 
It's oh just yeah, I forgot stupid. about that news. We should have talked about that in the news. But yeah, these fines, man. Over, I think it's now close to two million dollars in fines. Uh, for it's a hefty one. fine. I see why they're doing it. But if I'm a coach, like if I don't want to wear a mask, just pull an Andy Reid and wear a face shield. Like both these coaches had coronavirus, by the way. Just saying. Yes. So um, that's probably why they're less inclined to wear the mask. But they have to understand it for the safety protocols. Um, and now to talk about the Saints, um, Drew Brees. Um, I mean, you are out. You didn't have your number one weapon. Uh, your number one weapon was uh, Traquan Smith. Uh, and he played well. I mean, I expected a big game out of him. And I know Sean Payne was raving, at, raving about him uh, during the training camp. Saying it, and Drew Brees as well. He's saying Tra- Tra- Traquan Smith's going to have a big year this year. Um, definitely played well. Alvin Kamara, though, was the main uh, stud for the, the Saints. Um, great performance out of him. But, yeah, I mean, Saints, I'm, st- I'm not worried yet. They were down Michael Thomas, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's and they're going to be down Michael Thomas this upcoming week. So it makes them hard to it makes it hard for you to pick them even this week. But uh, yeah, regardless, um, yeah, I'm not too worried yet. And I mean, it's it the Raiders. It's their home. It's their home opener in their new stadium. And they have good young talent as well, man. And, like on on exactly. the defensive side, like Clem Farrell. Like I know you were down on him. I don't think he puts up numbers, but he, he has, like, that impact, impact. Jonathan Abram, like, another good young player. Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett, I know you were pretty mad about that pick. He's looking like a, he's looking like a baller, man. And, like, just overall, like, I like the talent. Max Crosby is another, like, really nice defensive end that people – he's almost underrated because he's not on, like, one of those flashy teams. They just have lots of – John Gruden guys, which is what I'm going to call them, like Gruden guys. And I feel like that meshes well on that defensive side and on the offensive side. Like they're just playing good, like Gruden football, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, they are playing just pure, good, good, good old Gruden football. And uh, now to recap, uh, this was the game of the week. Uh, Best game care. of the year, too. Yeah, oh, it's only this two is weeks, so but... far, so far, game of the year. Yeah. Great, great game. Um, I think the main – I think there's actually two things I want to talk about, and I think that's all we need to really say in this, uh, in this type of game. First, Cam Newton. Second, Carl Russell Wilson. The rest, I think we can leave it up to the rest. I mean, Julian Edelman played well, obviously. DK Metcalf played well. Tyler Lockett played well. Demetrius Bird. Nikhil Harry. Like, the, like these, these dudes, I mean, have – I've been – Cam Newton's making them look like insane receivers. Cam Newton's, uh, he's on that uh, vengeance tour, um, and he's clearly proving that he's making less than Nathan Peterman. He's getting more minutes, playing, playing more. (laughs) I mean, this is the steal of the steal of the century. uh, More seconds, I'm all. We don't talk about minutes with Nathan Peterman. Yeah, seconds. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, But yeah, Cam Newton. Insane performance right now. Playing like a top 10 quarterback, hands down right now. You can even argue top like three. He's, Dude, he's passes this season, to Edelman this past are season, this, The passes he's having. We're talking about Darren Waller, bro. This dude had 11 targets, eight receptions, 179. Crazy, and man. This is Edelman grabbing deep ball after deep ball. Like, Ankyo Harry, another guy, played really well. Like, I was impressed with what I saw. And they pick. don't have wide receivers, man. Like, it's literally – 
Edelman and Ankyo Harry pretty much at this point. And Cam Newton's still making it work, and he's making it work well. And his rushing package in the end zone, like, yes, for those of you who didn't watch the game, pretty much what happened was over the course of the game on the goal line, they'd run Cam Newton in, or they did a fake pass at one point based off of that. And it was working, like, every single time. But eventually the Seahawks managed to stop it as the last play of the game, as time expired to win the game. But the comeback by Cam Newton and the, the Patriots, yeah, they lost the game. But the Seahawks, to me, are this easily is, a top-four team. And uh, this is just impressive, man. No, this is very encouraging out of the Patriots, honestly. This action would probably make them higher than – Division. Who cares? It's it's the fact that you're that it's against the Seahawks, man, that they played this well. I, I, I mean, it was amazing that uh, that my man uh, Camden played this well. I already told you I was going to be really high on him. I told you he'd be my comeback uh, player of the year, and uh, he's clearly showing it right now uh, with this insane stat line. And uh, and on the Seahawks side. Um, there's one there's yeah you can't it's only russell wilson man russell Russ wilson, cook man yeah yeah i mean it's russ you can't you can't i can't really say anything else about it i'd be encouraged on the pat side but i'm also encouraged that i have an all-time uh great qb potentially in russell wilson and uh i know he's only going to grow from here and i know he wants that to win that mvp badly um and right now he's definitely the leader right now and getting that and your prediction may be right in that uh yeah yeah, in that mvp uh race so if i'm a fan of either of these teams right it's like a win-win situation like the seahawks you won the game the patriots you realize that you got a damn good it's a win-win situation it's a win-win situation like i know the patriots lost the game but it's win-win for me personally yeah, dude, Camden's gonna be a problem for these AFC defenses still. Even against like even against a divisional rival like Buffalo, dude, stopping Cam Newton's gonna be hard, man. It's gonna be harder than they think. And uh, when he's getting forty-seven yards, two TDs on the ground, and close and close to four hundred yards passing, yeah, man, that that's a problem. He mm-hmm. he counted for basically all their yards that game. Um, scary, man. Yeah, but that's all I want to, we want to say uh, for week two. Uh, now we're going to look – and then we'll do one quick game recap. I want to do one really quick one. We are recording a day after Thursday night game that happened. Uh, Dolphins between, – between the Dolphins and the Jags. This game was uh, – I, I honestly didn't watch a single second of this game. And it's mainly because I uh, – I mean, the Lakers game was going on, so I, I really didn't care. Prioritizing. Uh, I respect it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – also, it's honestly the two of the most least interesting teams uh, in the NFL. So, uh, the J- Jags uh, – I did watch the highlights, though, so it's fine. Um, it looks like James Robinson is their water uh, – he, he killed it. Again, James Robinson, back-to-back great games. Mm-hmm. Um, three back-to-back great games, man. Like three back-to-back. Starting from back week one. one. Yeah, starting from week one. Yeah, my bad. Um, Gardner Minshew. Uh, I know he didn't play well on the stat sheet, right? But – I think I was impressed. Like DJ Chark, I think was almost a game time decision, like within yeah. the last day. So I'm sure you're not completely like game planning for him, but you're still expecting him probably to play. And with that, yeah. your number one wide receiver, like I liked what I saw from Minshew. Like I think he was making good pre snap checks, good good reads, and all of that. 
But at the end of the day, he just missed some deep shots. I did watch a, a decent portion of this game, so I can say he missed a few deep shots here and there, and you'd like to see him hit those. But really, this game came down to Fitz Magic, man. Um, and I guess Beard is superior to Mustache. Now we're going to move into our last segment of the, of the podcast, and that's going to be our power rankings. We're going to give our uh, – Top ten teams. We're gonna. I'm gonna list my one, and then you're gonna list your one. Uh, one for me. I think it's mainly because of the dominance they had in the first two weeks. Is gonna be the Baltimore Ravens. I did have the Chiefs down from one. Now they're at two for me. Uh, so I'm gonna put the Ravens at one. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't even have to play extremely well to win for them to beat the uh, the Houston Texans. But yeah. Um, overall, great win. Uh, so I'm going to put the Ravens at one and the Chiefs at two. Okay, so for me, it's flipped still. I just trust Mahomes more, and that's I'll go, I'll go with the better head coach and the better quarterback all day. Here's so the, I think my, the Ravens are more here's talented. My, here, though. Here's, my, here's my problem, though. It's a power rankings list, right? And there's mm-hmm. no way you can say that, uh, that the Ravens haven't been playing better than the Chiefs. There's no way you can't say that. That's, but I think one on one, which is what I, we've said, like I've proven, or at least I think the Chiefs are a better team because they have the better quarterback and because they had the better coach. But I think overall the Ravens have a better team and better coach. Harbaugh, I think, is also a, a very excellent coach. I think. Uh, oh yeah, not describing yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, even yeah, I do agree. The Chiefs have the edge there, but I mean, honestly, when it comes to that. I think it's just a matter of how you perform because those two head coaches are elite. Um, but yeah, anyways, we still have, we both have a flip, but uh, I have a Ravens one, Chiefs two. You have Chiefs one, Ravens two. My third mm-hmm. pit, my third team here is Seattle. Um, Same with me as well. Yeah, I had New Orleans, I believe, uh, last week, but I think uh, now there's no way um, there's no way they can be there now after this loss, but. Because it is a power rankings list. I mean, I still believe they have potential to be the best NFC North team, meaning the NFC South team, and uh, will be uh, coming out of the NFC. But uh, after that loss, I mean, and the way Russell Wilson performed, yeah, no way. So uh, I like uh, I like the Seahawks here at three. I believe you did too. Yep, and you said you had the Saints at four. I actually had the Packers at four, and. It's, I don't have the Saints at four. I don't have the Saints at four. I oh, you a, don't? Okay. So I had, the, I, had, I, had, I had the Saints at three before, I think I said. Okay. So I had the Packers at four, and I had the Saints at five. So for me, the Packers, I just think the difference in quarterback play is going to be more than enough for them to win. And I think they're just a better team overall. This is with Michael Thomas being injured, obviously. Like, we had to keep injuries into account. Because if it's not, then I would take the Saints all day. But because of the injuries, I will say the, take the Packers over the Saints. And I'll have the Packers at four and the Saints at five. Yeah, for me, I actually don't have the Saints in my top five. Um, I'm going to go four here at Green Bay as well. I'm going to put the Packers at four. And it's going to be because um, they're rolling through these teams relatively easily. Um, this week is going to be hard, uh, especially if Devontae Adams doesn't play. Uh, but I, I like the way the Packers are playing right now, especially with Aaron Jones uh, carrying that offense majorly. Um, five, I have actually the Pittsburgh Steelers at five. Uh, Ooh, okay. because Same as last because, week, I believe. 
yeah, I, I, I have them. I think I believe that's the team that I, I had for last week. I had um, I had the Seahawks at four, so they bumped up one. Uh, Saints are out of my top five, but Steelers are still staying in my spot. And the Packers from six move up to four. But yeah, um, I I'm still high on the Steelers. This was a close win again, but uh, Deontay Johnson played really well. Connor James Connor played well. I mean, uh, I think I still think they're a legit legit contender in the AFC North. Uh, so the yeah, they're they're still fifth for me. So quick, just not even a tangent. I'm just happy to see teams like the Hawks and the Packers and the Steelers back to being like great teams. Like I don't know if you are as well, but like those are the teams like I sort of grew up like like when I started watching football, like it was the Packers, it was the Steelers, it was the Seahawks. So I'm happy to see like all three of them back to like relevancy. If that makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I I know where you're coming from. Yeah, that's true. Um, six. I actually have six. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Buffalo at six. They're also my sixth team. Yeah, and it's I'm gonna put Buffalo at six because. Um. I'm still uh, because of how well Josh Allen's playing and mm-hmm. uh, and Stephon Diggs. He's also playing really well, and I guarantee he's not missing Minnesota by any means right now. Uh, this is going to be a tough week for them, so we'll see where they stand. They they're de- definitely cracked the top five if they beat the Rams this week, no doubt. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, you you have them at six too. Do you want do you have anything to add or not? Nah, man, you hit on everything. So for number seven, I had the Steelers. Who do you have? I'm guessing it's the Saints. No, I Ooh. don't have the Saints. I, I Cardinals? Still yep, I have the Cardinals moving okay. up the spot. They're now number seven for me. And the reason I have the Cardinals at seven is because, dude, I, I'm super high on this Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray guy, man. I'm, I'm – I mean, he had 286 yards passing, 67 yards rushing, three touchdowns. I mean, and the Redskins defense, man, they did something the Eagles can't. So, so, I mean, they they shut down the Eagles. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking – I think Kyler Kyler Murray is definitely a top three candidate right now for MVP. And uh, he's uh, performing – I disagree with you on that one. At a, at a very high level right now. So uh, I have them one spot ahead. Um, I have them two spots of where they were last last week. I had them at nine last week and now have them at seven this week. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Cardinals, they're still not in my top ten. But I think wow, I'm, I'm going to hop on that. They're like right now for me, they're like 11. Um, Crazy. Thanks. And that's seven. because I'm higher on the other teams. I think the other teams had more impressive wins. So number eight, I had the Patriots, dude. And who's your seven? Was, who's your seven, by the way? A Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, and who's your eight? My uh, eight is uh, New England, dude. So New okay. England. Just when the Bills think they got it easy, bro. New England, even with devoid of all this talent and defense and on offense. Like, they're still making it happen, and it's because of Cam Newton. It's because of Josh McDaniels. It's because of Bill Belichick. And I'm just not going to doubt them until they, you know, prove me wrong that they should be doubted. I know they lost to the Seahawks, but it was like – I said it earlier. It was a win-win situation, and because of that, like, 
I'm just liking everything I'm seeing for the Patriots. Like they're just an underrated team almost where like they're just so well coached. The talent doesn't matter. And until the talent does matter, I'm going to have them as a, like a, a top 10 team. Fair enough. Uh, so for me, my team will be new Orleans. I'll have them here now. Uh, you can't panic on them yet, but you, it's uh, you shouldn't be losing to Vegas. Even, even if, it's the home opener. You still shouldn't be losing to them. Obviously, you can have them still quite high, but I, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still put them uh, – I'm putting them at eight right now. Yeah, so my number nine, Sam. I think it's going to shock you, man. I had the Rams at number nine. Okay. Um, I actually also have the Rams at nine. Dang it, bro. I wanted a surprising pick. Okay, so Rams, defense is playing pretty well. Aaron Donald is low-key making another run for defensive player of the year currently, even though he didn't really do much against Philly. It's just, it's the offense for me, man, the, the play calling. It's Sean McVay. I remember we recorded a podcast. It was probably our our most viewed podcast, or at least I believe it was a solo podcast with me. This is the most viewed podcast in a while, and it was – 32 questions for every team. And my question for the Rams was, will Sean McVay be able to bounce back? And I think first two weeks he's shown, I mean, he blew the Eagles out. He played really well against the Cowboys. And I think it continues against Buffalo this week. But like their talent-wise, they don't match up with Buffalo. But the play calling is good enough for me where like they might not have the same amount of talent, especially on the defense side of the ball that, that they've had in recent years. But – I think they have more than enough for them to crack the top 10. And I know our friend Joey Way is extremely happy right now, who is a Rams fan. Yeah, that, I, yeah, he probably will be. Um, yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly for me. Um, that's also my ninth seed. My 10th team, my 10th ranked team, and uh, reasoning for why I have the upset, um, I'm going to have the Raiders at 10. Ooh. And I have New England now outside the top ten, uh, and it's and New England's eleven. By the way, they're right outside. But uh, and it's because it's it, it it is odd, but beating Drew Brees and that Saints defense still that badly, uh, that still that still gives me that still uh, I I can't get over that. That that that's a big win. That's a really big win. And uh, that's a win I did not expect. And if they can prove themselves, because they have a hard schedule coming up, if they can prove themselves against this tough competition, I think uh, they're going to be climbing up this list slowly but surely. Um, so they're going to be my 10th team here, though uh, Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm still going with the Bucks. I just like what I saw from the defense side of the ball. And Tom Brady can play like how I think Tom Brady will play. I just think they're going to be a great team and I can't bump them out of the top 10 until like it's week six or seven and they're like two and five and we are all wrong on it, but I don't think we're going to be wrong on it. And because of that, I have them as the last team in my top 10. I believe I have them dropping one spot from last week. Okay. So my teams that are just like right outside are, like I said, the Pats Titans. And then I'd probably say, the Niners over the Bucks. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, those are the three teams I have outside. 
Uh, yeah, I, some I other teams Bucks still need to prove themselves. That's, that's fair just... enough, man. Fair enough. Um, for me, I have the Cardinals at 11, the Titans at 12, and the Niners at 13. And I know the Niners, we hit on it earlier, they're all injured, but I just think the talent is there even without the injuries and the coaching, which is more important than uh, talent, as we've seen with Bill Belichick. The coaching is there. And because of that, I will go with the Niners at 13. Anyway, I'm all, um, pretty good show so far. Anything else you want to say before we head out, man? Uh, nothing much. The, this week is going to be way better than next last this past week. I know that. Yeah, much. way more better matchups as well. Better matchups. Hopefully, better luck with this injuries. Um, yeah, I'm expecting a great week. Uh, uh week three. Nothing. Yeah, um, no complaints. We still have football. It's going well with the whole virus and. Praying for these man, these players, man. Praying they get injured. Praying Carson Wentz has a back, a bounce back game. So I'm not depressed. Whenever we do this podcast again. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm give a review, follow the Instagram, do all that fun stuff, and peace out. Bye.